Hey there, welcome to the Kim Constable podcast. Nobody cares. Work harder, baby. Did you enjoy the training yesterday? I really hope that you did. I absolutely love training um, live. I love teaching live. It is literally my most favorite thing in the world to do, apart from podcasting, of course. I really do enjoy podcasting as well. So I'm not going to prattle on at the start of this. This is just a quick intro to say, enjoy today. You're not going to hear from me at the end. And make sure you tune in tomorrow for another very special bonus episode of these live trainings that we're doing all week in the Million Dollar Mentor. And I will be back next week with my usual episode of the the Kim Constable podcast on a Thursday or a Friday, but this week we're doing these live trainings. So tune in and enjoy, and we'll just go straight into the training and I won't speak to you again at the end. Okay. Have a great day. Enjoy. What am I going to tell you? Um, okay. Loads of fun here today. I've been up since 3.45. Uh, I have been working on the uh, on the teaching notes for today. And I have literally broken down my entire strategy that I used to go from zero to hero. Uh, no, not really. From zero to a million dollars in 12 months. I have broken down. And it's all going to be in the homework for you today under announcements. I have broken down um, the exact sales that we did. I have broken down exactly how much you need to spend for each price point, what the cost per lead will be, what it'll cost you per sale. I have broken down the exact members of my team that I hired in the exact order that I hired them. I have given you so much information today because once I started writing, I just couldn't stop. So uh, that is going to be um, there for you. There's actually no homework per se for today. Um, your homework will be to uh, to join the Million Dollar Mentor Program, which I'm actually going to offer you at the end. And I'll tell you what else we're going to do. I'm going to do something really quite fun. Um, and like I said, we have got champagne and I think we've got party poppers. And I said to Susie, I said, as I call out all the people who have joined, um, I want you to just start like exploding party poppers all over me. And then, of course, Ryan, my creative director, who's here filming today, was like, well, don't like maybe explode them all over. If like one of you could go on one side and one of you could go on the other side. And then he started like controlling the whole shot, like to make it like this. And so anyway, I don't know what the hell's going to happen. Listen, can I just tell you something? We don't know what is going to happen today. Truly, you do not know what is going to happen because today is just going to be full of surprises. We are going to have such a party here. And I have to tell you something, guys, this party is actually going to continue all weekend. Today is the party. And do you know what tomorrow is? Tomorrow is the after party. Oh, yes, indeed. Tomorrow's the after party. Where do you see what is going to happen in the group tomorrow? Everybody will start chatting and connecting and, and like having so much fun and asking questions. And my team are going to be on live all weekend. We're going to be on live chat. We're going to be on um, email. I even washed my hair for you today. Like I say, washed my hair and I put on my Chanel shoes. And I put on my Rolex and I got myself like all moneyed up for you today because today is the day that we are going to scale to a million dollars. Are you really excited? Fucking well, should be excited. And I may swear quite a lot today, just as a little disclaimer, because I do swear a lot whenever I'm really excited, as you guys know. Now, I'm going to pull up my notes. We're going to get started. Um, <laughs> there are we, there are we. Here we are. Okay, there's so many notes today. Uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to go through all the notes, but, um, and then I'm going to give away some cash. Do you want, who wants cash? Do you guys want cash? How many people are on? Oh, 356. It's not very many. I expected there to be like many, many thousands on right now. No, I'm only joking. I've actually only been on for a few minutes. Okay, so um, I said I was going to give away cash today. And the reason why I'm going to give away cash is just because I can, 
But let me just use this as a wee teaching point before we begin as well, because this is a business group. Uh, whenever, if you make the final day of your challenge like so, so, so fun, and if you give away something at the start and you give away something at the end, we do this on webinars as well, it entices people to show up early and on time, and it also entices people to stay to the end. So um, I used to like give away like PDFs or freebies or create like, you know, state of the end bonuses and this kind of stuff. And then I realized that people kind of really don't want stuff like that. People just want cold, hard cash. Cold, hard cash, that's what people want. So I just thought, you know what? I'm just gonna give away cold, hard cash today. And I think what we're gonna do is I'm gonna give away $500 now. I might just stop halfway through and give away another $500. And I might even give away like another $500 at the end. I really don't know. It depends how excited I get, I have to be honest. So uh, you guys are all saying, woo, woo, and I love to do loads of woo, woo's as well, um, just to let you know. So right, let's get started. So here's what we're going to do, okay? You guys say, hell yeah. Graham's saying, hell yeah, hell to the yeah. And by the way, extra bonus points for all of you yesterday who got my Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. I had loads of people message me. They were like, saw what you did there. If you know, you know. Do you know what Hercules is, Ryan? Hercules. Ryan's too young, doesn't know what Hercules is. The nutty professor. You ever watch The Naughty Professor? You ever see The Naughty Professor? Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Um, anyway, okay, let's get started. Are you ready? So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give away $500 in cash. And whenever I shout out your name, then one of my team will, if you just confirm, I'm here, I'm here, then one of my team will uh, message you directly. And then you'll give them your PayPal details. And within, I would say, the next five minutes, you're going to have $500 cash in your PayPal account, which is really exciting. So, um, okay, here we go. Are you ready? So I'm just going to scroll up and down the comments. I'm just gonna go up and down and up and down. I'm not going to look. And then at some point, Ryan is going to shout stop. And whenever he shouts stop, whoever, you're gonna shout stop in a minute, Ryan. And then whoever is at the top, I'm scrolling, 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 scrolling. Stop. Oh, shit, he stopped. Okay, Ursula Pumnek. Oh my God. Thanks, Ryan. Dworska. Ursula. Okay, I'm just going to hear it. Here you are. Ursula, you have won $500. And I was totally shocked there. I did not expect Ryan to do that so quickly. Uh, so, Ursula, you have won $500. And I love that you said, Kim, you're the best, because that's like the best possible thing you could have said. And guys, I don't know what time it is with you in the world. For, I know loads of you, it's like 1 a.m. or whatever. Um, so, uh, but if you want to stay and have a drink with me? I'm going to stay here and I'm going to do a Q&A at the end. So I'm going to teach and then I'm going to like try and sell you something. And then I'm going to stay and do a Q&A. So I haven't done a Q&A yet, but we're going to do a Q&A today. And my husband said to me, what time will you be home? I said, I don't know, like seven, eight, nine. Who knows what time I'm going to be home because I'm going to hang around here with you guys. and I'm going to drink champagne. I'm probably going to get drunk. You're going to ask me loads of questions. I'm going to invite you on your business. And we're going to have a great big fat party. Sound good? Ursula, you have won 500. Oh, fuck it. Let's give away another 500. We'll give away another 500. Okay. You ready? Okay. Hercules, Hercules. Okay. We're going to give away another 500. Let's do it now. Let's do it now. Come on. Let's do more 500. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. So I'm scrolling. I'm a scrolling. Oh, he was a slower that time, wasn't he? Lucia Vega. Oh no, wrong one. Sorry, sorry, it jumped. It was Lucia Vega. Sorry, Galaxia, you're getting very excited. Lucia Vega, wherever the hell you are. There you are. Queen Kim, she says, you were at the top. I'm really sorry, I'm shouting really loudly. I get really excited when I shout. Um, so Lucia, 
Lucia, Lucia, Lucia. I think it's Lucia. You have just won five hundred dollars. Well done, Lucia. Okay, so that is champagne Q&A. Yes, Facebook user, we are having a champagne Q&A. Okay, guys, um, Judith, I'm so glad that I'm cheering you up on this rainy day. You've no idea. I've been so excited all day. I've been like, you know, like a little giddy little child, really excited. Um, I love final days of the challenges because they really are just the best ever. Okay, so guys, congratulations um, on winning $500. I'm just kind of maybe going to throw in some more $500 giveaways, and I'm definitely gonna do one at the end. Um, my financial controller, Elaine, is probably going to have a heart attack at all of these $500 cash bonuses I'm giving away, but you know what, fuck it, whenever you are a millionaire and you are running all of these five-day challenges yourselves, then you can give away $500 too. So I want you to experience what it feels like so you can try on the people who come to your challenges, and you can be like, yes! I want to be like that. I want to give my people the opportunity to have this kind of excitement on the final day of their challenge. And that is why we do this. And that's why I get all riled up. So hopefully you guys are enjoying this. I definitely, definitely, definitely want you guys to have a drink with me afterwards. If you're in a country where it's an acceptable hour to drink. And even if you're not, I won't tell anyone. Um, and uh, yeah. Okay. So let's get started. Today we are going to go into how to scale to 1 million in 12 months. This is going to go for about 40 to 45 minutes, I would say. And then um, I'm going to tell you all about the really exciting offer that we have that's gonna blow your mind. And then we're gonna do a live Q&A, okay? Sound good? Excellent, okay. You guys are saying I wanna get, Kelly's saying she wants to get to the point where she gives away cash. You will, Kelly, I believe in you. Okay, so here we go. How to scale to $1 million in 12 months. I'm just reading my story. I've done too long here. Um, okay. Let me tell you a story. Love my stories, don't I? So I've written down here, step one, invest in the best. So let me tell you a story about this. Whenever I ran my first launch, I ran it all myself. Like I said earlier, I took a Facebook ads course. And a lot of people have been asking, I, I was up this morning very early, responding to all the comments in the group. And loads of people were asking, Kim, did you, you know, did you really just start with one product? Like, did you, you know, win the Facebook ads? And, you know, and, and how did you get to where you are? Like, was it really just one product? What cost was the product? It all just seemed too simple, okay? And it was very simple because here's what most people do whenever they launch. First of all, to go back to yesterday, they don't know the math of selling. I didn't know the math of selling really, except my billionaire friend had taught me about the 20 and 20 rule. And just to clarify, by the way, for those of you who are asking yesterday, my billionaire friend, I call him my billionaire friend. He was a billionaire friend. He's just a person who was presenting, but I call him my billionaire friend, my mentor, my personal mentor, who's a billionaire. And he told, obviously told me about the 20 and 20 rule. 20% of the people who um, will be interested in what you've got to sell and 20% of people will purchase. And that was the rule that I applied to my first launch. And the number actually stood true because we sold 40 programs. But 20 and 20 is 4%, right? But I, I, I wasn't very clear on how I transitioned yesterday when I was teaching, but what I went on to say was, we have found that 2% of registrations is, is consistent across the board. So what does this mean? It means that for every person that signs up for your webinar or your masterclass, now this does not 
it's not really the same. Now, the number can differ for Facebook ad direct to sale. And I break all this down, by the way, in, in the homework today or in the PDF for today. The number can vary from um, for direct to sale, but the if for a webinar or a five-day challenge, we have found that 2% is pretty consistent. We've actually found that 1.5 to 1.8% can even be consistent in a webinar. And we've only run one five-day challenge, so you guys are going to be the next data that we're going to add for you know for this uh, for this launch. But we've only run one five-day challenge last year, and we had a conversion I think of 2.83%. So it was actually a lot higher than a webinar. So the reason why it's higher for a five-day challenge is because the you guys are more engaged. Like you have more of an opportunity to engage with me over these five days to engage with my team. So you know you know like and trust me better. So. To go back to my first story, um, invest in the best. Once I once I had run my first launch, right? I did it all myself. I, I created a not all. I, I actually Alan, who is my uh, chief technology officer, he was my designer. I found him online, and he was amazing, and he did all the design for me in the beginning. So it was really just Alan and I. That was the only person that I had to help me. And I designed the program, designed the workouts, filmed the workouts. I edited the videos myself on my iPhone using iMovie, not even joking. So I would record the videos and then I would edit them on my iPhone and then I would do a voiceover on my iPhone afterwards. And so I created it all myself. I taught myself Facebook ads. I did my own Facebook ads. I did... Um, everything myself. I set up the webinar myself. I tested it all myself. I did all my emails myself. I did everything myself. And I proved the concept because we sold 40 programs and we made $52,000. So after this, I realized, so, so something happened. And this is the difference between just doing a profitable launch and scaling to a million dollars. And this is really what I want to teach you today. So once you know the math of selling, it's actually really easy to start to scale because the math takes away a lot of the fear around selling because, you, you know, you can go away from here, okay, and know that if you follow all of the steps, whether you purchase anything from me or not today, if you go away and you follow all of the steps that I've taught you in the first four days, then you will have a pain point and um, a specific pain point. You will have a specific customer that you're targeting. You will have a specific product that you're launching to and that solves a problem. You will know how you're going to launch this product. And then whenever you do go to launch, the math of selling will actually be true and consistent for you. So you can say that if you're going to launch, say, a high ticket offer, 997 or 1497 or 1997, that you will sell a minimum of 1%, but usually one and a half to two and a half percent of registrations, okay? So once I knew, once I had a proof of concept, once I had sold 40 programs um, and I knew that there was a desire for this program, I knew that I had to get serious because I had run my first launch, but I really didn't know what to do next. Well, I knew, but actually that's not true. I knew what I had to do next. So what I knew I had to do next was I had to put the launch on Evergreen. So I had to put the webinar on Evergreen. What does this mean? Well, Evergreen, like an Evergreen tree that's kind of that produces green leaves all year round and Evergreen webinar produces sales all year round. So a lot of people, this is what we did in the beginning, you open your program and then you close it. You do a hard close and you say, we're opening for 10 days or two weeks and then you do a hard close. But what you do is you keep, and that boosts sales, but then in the background, you keep 
um, you keep your program running on evergreen, which means people can get in the back door. And that's what we did. So we took the best recording from our webinar. We put it on evergreen using easy webinar. I've written all about this in today's PDF. We put it on um, evergreen on easy webinar. And then we took that webinar and we ran, I knew I had to run Facebook ad traffic to it. So in the beginning, I started to do this myself. I, I set it all up. Well, Alan helped me. We set it up on Easy Webinar, and I took um, I, I set up all of the emails in the autoresponder series, and we took the uh, the Facebook ads, or I took the Facebook ads, and I started to run Facebook ads to the Evergreen recording, and it really didn't do well. Now, why did it not do well? It didn't do well because I didn't know enough about Facebook ads to make a profit. And one of the things that I knew from running businesses before and failing at running businesses before was if you can't figure out how to sell your product, then you are never going to be successful. And so it was, I never forget it. I was lying on the couch in, I was lying on the couch in, um, the kitchen and it was the, it was early January. I'll tell you how I know it was early January because I, had just started prep for my show in 2018. So this was, so I launched in October, 2017 webinar. I did myself. I didn't do anything. I didn't make any sales between October when we launched and January. And I remember thinking in November, December, I was like, Oh, I wonder, I think I was making like one sale a week or something. And I was like, Oh my God, Oh my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Like, how am I going to make this? You know, the launch was so good, but I, I, I know I need to get this on evergreen. So I was lying on the sofa in the kitchen. I was listening to a podcast, listening to Amy Porterfield's podcast. I was a big advocate of Amy Porterfield at the time. I still am. She's a great girl. And she talked about uh, evergreen. I was listening to one where she had put her entire company on evergreen for a full year and hadn't done any launches. And so, of course, I was very interested in this. And so as I was listening to this, she said, just in passing about, oh, you know, of course, for our Facebook ads, we use Dominate Web Media. And I was like, write it down. I was like, Dominate Web Media. So I wrote down Dominate Web Media. I was thinking, right, Dominate Web Media. Great. That's who I'm going to use for my Facebook ads. So I, I contacted Dominate Web Media. I, I went on their website and I looked and they didn't seem to have any, they only seemed to sell programs teaching you how to do Facebook ads. I was like, mm, that's not really what I want. So anyway, I wrote to them and I said, I'm interested in speaking to someone about doing my Facebook ads. And they said, uh, they said, well, that's not really an option that we do. It's more for high, higher level entrepreneurs. And I said, well, I'm a higher level entrepreneur. Like that's what, that's what I want to be. And they said, okay, well, we can set up a call. So I set up a call with a guy called Adam, really lovely guy. So we're still friends to this day. And so Adam came on and he said, tell us a bit about your business. Tell us what you've done. So I told him about the launch. I told him about the product. He looked me up and he said, mm, I really like your stuff. I love your marketing. I love your website. It looks brilliant. You look amazing. I love the vegan niche and whatever. And he said, I think this could be something that we could take on. And I said, okay, fantastic. And I said, what are your, you know, what are your, what are your prices or what do you charge? And he said, well, we charge a thousand dollars to do a full audit of your account. And I was thinking, holy shit, right? So a thousand dollars to do a full audit of your account. And then once we've done the full audit, our fee is, are you ready? Our fee is $8,000 a month. He said, and for a minimum $50,000 per month ad spent. And I went, <laughs> like choked a wee bit in my saliva. I was like, but of course, you know, outwardly I went, right, right, okay, mm -hmm, yeah. And then I was like, what the fuck? Like, really? And so 
No, here, but here is, here is where I'm different to most people. Okay. Most people I know would go, well, there's no fucking way. There's no way. There's no way I can afford that. There's absolutely like $8,000 a month for a $50,000 a month ad spend. And so that is what I kind of thought inside. But then the other part of me said, well, do you know what? I have a proven concept. I had a launch that I ran myself that made $52,000. I know this product is something that people want. And I, 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 I said to myself, I was like, these guys run Amy fucking Porterfield's ads and she makes millions every year. So I was like, so if she's running, if they're running her ads and she's making millions, then they must know how to make millions, right? And so we talked a little more about it. I said, Adam, I need to go away and I need to you know, think about it. So I went away and I spoke to my husband and I said, this is what these guys are charging. And he was like, holy Lord. So I said, so I just need to find. And so he helped me work it out. And he said, like, you just need to find the capital for, he said, you know, to get you through the first couple of months. Because he said, then if you start selling and they started giving me numbers, he said, he was asking me about retargeting. And he said, what retargeted you? I was like, none. And he said, what about this? He said, none. He was like, you ran this launch all by yourself with no retargeting, no sales ads, no timers, no cart abandonment. I was like, nope, nothing, just direct sale. And he went, okay, well, we can really make you some serious cash. Whenever he realized what I'd done, with, own, with me just running the ads, he was like, okay, we can really make you some serious cash. So I went to a friend of mine who's a multimillionaire and I said to her, can you lend me 30,000 pounds? And she said, sure, no problem at all. She said, but it has to go through my financial company in London. And we probably, you know, she said, I don't even, so many people try and borrow money for, or borrow money from her. She's one of my best friends, but she said, hundred percent lend it to you, but you know, it needs to go through the right channels. I said, great. So she said, so I went through her, the financial channels or her people in London and they said, we won't have the money until March. I said, okay, that's fine. So I went back to Dominate Web Media and I said, yes, I said, I can go ahead and I can do the thousand dollar audit now, but I can't start with you until March. So I said, that's fine. No problem. So I was thinking, oh my God, right. 30,000. And I was like, okay, I've got two credit cards. Actually, I have, well, I have one of them here on my desk earlier. I've got, I've got two credit cards. One of them has something stupid, like a 30,000 pound credit limit. And the other one has a 15,000 pound credit limit. I actually had about five credit cards, I think. So I was like, okay, oh, if you know, I can, I can borrow this 30. I have another 45 on credit cards. That's 75,000. And I was like, so because, you know, and then I began to do the math. Okay. And I was like, so again, I did the math of selling. I was like, I was still working on the 2020 rule at that point. So I was like, okay, if 20%, if they register and 20% of people purchase and 20% of people get it. So I started doing the math of selling. And then I start, and then one day I looked at the numbers, right. And then I started to get excited. And I said to my husband, I was like, Ryan, Ryan, look, look. I was like, if this goes the way, the way they're saying it, it goes, I can, I can make like a million dollars, a million dollars. Like that to me, was like, oh, imagine making a million dollars. And my goal at the time was like to make 10,000 a month. I was like, if I just make 10,000 a month, I would be made. I was like, that's 120,000 a year. Oh, imagine making that much money. Like that to me was massive at the time. So I borrowed the 30,000 from a friend and I said to Dominate Web Media, let's go, okay? And I hired them and I hired them. Here's why I hired them. So this is the first teaching point that I wanna teach you. I took the risk on Dominate Web Media, but it wasn't really a risk, okay? It was a risk, but it wasn't a risk. It was a risk because I didn't have the money. I had to borrow the 30,000. But again, that I could afford to pay the 30,000 back because I had monthly recurring revenue coming in from the $52,000 that I had made in sales. So even if it all went tits up, even if I invested 30,000 on ads and I invested 30,000 on, on, on Dominate Web Media and I didn't make one single sale, 
I had 30,000 coming in over the next 12 months that I could still pay my friend back and, and no harm would have been caused. So with that knowledge, I borrowed the 30,000. So it's like I always say, never spend money you can't afford to lose, okay? Yes, it's good to invest. Yes, it's good to take a risk. I could not afford 30,000. I borrowed, I took the risk, just like I took the risk on the 10,000 on the ads. Sometimes you have to take a risk, but never overextend yourself so much that you can't afford to lose the money. So what happened, okay? I hired Dominate Web Media. They went into my account. They set up all the ads. They created the graphics. They did the videos. They did everything. It was like a one-stop shop. They did everything. And they started running the ads. I think it was about March. I think it was the second week in March. And I remember my parents-in-law came over from Australia to stay with us for, I think, three months. And they arrived at the end of March. And about a week previously, the Facebook ads had started. And I'll never forget, I woke up in the morning and that's that was the only product that I ever sold. So we had two different payment options, right? We had the pay in full or we had pay over 12 months. And every day I have some cart, okay? I still have some cart to this day open on my phone. So whenever I go into my phone, I can check every single day and I can see how much money I have made every single day. So, and, and so every day I would wake up and I would check some cart and like there's today, okay? So I can check some cart today. We've made $3,749, okay? Not very much so far. And, and that's just all in, in, that's just all through our funnels. We're not running any ads at the minute. So that's just all people just working through our funnels and buying stuff. So I would, I woke up in the morning and I checked sales and I was like, holy shit, I'd made like four sales overnight, overnight. I was like, oh my God, four sales. Like one of them was full pay. And see, whenever you get a 997 sale, you're like, oh, thank God. You know, you it's like you you go through this, it's like a head dopamine, dopamine. You go through these peaks and troughs. Like I remember thinking, I wonder when I won't check sales. Sometimes I go a whole day and I go, oh shit, didn't even check my sales yesterday. And I now I have got to that point. But I remember thinking, I wonder when I'll get to the point where I won't check the sales anymore. So I woke up in the morning, I'd made four sales and I was like, four sales, oh my God. And then, and then I, you know, I literally checked every hour. I checked the sales every hour. Another one came in later, okay? And then I was like, oh my God, and then another one came in. And then I never, and I woke up, never forget, I would have woken up every morning and some mornings I woke up at 5 a.m. and I did this. I just, like, I, I would check my phone and I'd be like, shit, five sales overnight. Five sales overnight, that's like, $5,000 in revenue overnight, some of it up front and some of it over 12 months. And I remember my, you know, my, my parents-in-law would come down for breakfast and I would say, Merv, Merv, and Merv was my father-in-law, or is my father-in-law, and I'd be like, Merv. And he'd be like, and if this became a standing joke around the house, Merv would go, Kim, Kim, I, how many sales today? And i go, Merv, seven sales today? And he'd be like, seven sales? And every time I got another one, and I would go, another sale? And they would go, woo! And my, my mother-in-law would be like, woo! She was like, they, everyone was on board with my journey. And honestly, the, the sales just every day, they just kept ramping up and ramping up and ramping up. So hiring Dominate Web Media, so I got an eyelash in my eye, hiring Dominate Web Media was like the best decision I ever made. And I'll never forget, I did my bikini competition that year. The big one, it was Miami Pro in London. Did the bikini competition that year. It was the day after my birthday. It was the 15th of April. And I, it was in London. And I remember on the 15th of April, I kept, you know, because you're in your bikini and you're on stage and you're back and then you're, put, you're doing different stuff. And I kept going back and kind of checking my phone. And every time I checked my phone, there was another sale and another sale and another sale and another sale. The day of that bikini competition, I'll never forget it. I sold 12 programs, $12,000 programs, all on Evergreen. 
So this was money going, this was us running, we were spending about 600 pounds a day. Okay, so 600 pounds a day. And as long as I made one sale per day, I covered that 600 pounds and made a profit. Because I, I was getting about, um, I think with the conversion rate, it ended up being like seven, 750 pounds um, I got in gross revenue from, from selling one product. And I remember that day I sold 12 programs, 12 programs. I was like, you know, and I just had this feeling of, shit, this is going to work. This is going to work. Like I, like, I remember in April, I think I sold 120 programs in April, in the month of April, 120. I sold, I don't know, whatever it was in March, and it just kept getting, and then in May, I sold like 150, and then June was a slightly quieter month, I think I sold like 80 or something, but in the beginning, when this first started, and they said, you'll really notice as it hits the market, before the ads fatigue, there will be a huge flurry of sales, and there was, and, and so that is how, well, it's part of the reason how, and I'm going to tell you something else that happened now, but it was part of the reason how I I hit a million dollars in sales in the first 12 months with one product on Evergreen. I didn't do another live launch for a full 12 months. All I did was I looked every single day and we we constantly we refreshed the, the graphics and I was constantly focused on how are the ads performing, how are the ads performing. And I had a Facebook ads manager, which was Dominate Web Media. And Vanessa, who now works full time for me, she used to work for Dominate Web Media. That's where we met. And so she... She was the one managing the ads. We would meet every single week. We would update the graphics. We would update the, you know, we would refresh this, refresh that. So I learned an awful lot about the performance of the Facebook ads simply from working with her every single week. She and I have spoken weekly for like since January, 2018. So what's that? 19, 20, 20 first. weekly for three years we've spoken. So here's the first point that I want to make to you, okay? If you want to scale to a million dollars, it doesn't fucking happen by accident. Okay, it doesn't happen by accident. You're not gonna go viral. You're not gonna like, you know, spend $250 on sales and then wake on, on Facebook ads and wake up with like 10,000 sales. It's not going to happen. You have to be realistic and you have to be focused on building a million dollar business. A million dollars does not happen by accident and it doesn't happen overnight. Anyone who is scaling to a million dollars is investing. They're investing in themselves. They're investing in good people. They're investing in a good team. The first investment that I ever made was in Dominate Web Media. It was a fucking enormous investment. $8,000 a month I had to pay them. And in the beginning, as the, you know, what would happen was we were spending $600 a day, right? Which actually, or $1,000 a day, I think we were spending, which was about $30,000 a month. So they said, you don't have to scale to the 50,000 immediately, 600 pounds a day which actually was about, I think the, don't think the exchange rate was as good at the minute. It was just under a thousand a day. So about $30,000 a month. And they, and so what was happening was my, the money that was coming in up front from the sales, about 20% purchased in full. So we, I was making about, you know, um, per month, say out of, out of a hundred, say 120 programs sold, uh, multiplied by 997, that was just under 120,000, multiplied by 0.2. So about 23,928, 24,000 roughly was coming in in revenue, okay, each month. And that in the beginning wasn't even enough to pay for the Facebook ad spend and pay for Dominate Web Media. But with the 30,000 buffer that I had from my friend, that topped up the shortfall until the money compounded. Because don't forget, 80% of these people were paying over 12 months, which meant that I had 
say 100 payments coming in the first month. I had 110 payments coming in the second month. I had 60 payments coming in the third month. So this was compounding and compounding and compounding and compounding. So it went from 120 to, you know, to to 200 and 200 payments, then to 260 payments. And so this was 260 multiplied by 97. And then it was 300 by 97 and 400 by 97. So the money was building up every month. So my monthly recurring revenue was building. Now I knew at some point over, you know, in, in or some point it would even off. And once we reached 12 months, then of course the first ones to purchase would start to drop off. So you had to keep, you know, topping that up and the topping it up level had to be always above the drop off level. But for the first 12 months, I was, I wasn't cash rich and I'll tell you what happened now. So just before I move on, this is the first point that I want to make. You have to invest. Okay. You have to trust. You have to find good people who know what they're doing and trust them and figure out a way to trust them. Because I have seen so many entrepreneurs over the years, okay, friends of mine waste so much money on shit people. Like they expect a Rolls Royce for the price of a mini. That's one of my biggest, you know, it's what I always say they expect a Rolls Royce for the price of a mini Cooper. So they hire someone really shit and then they expect them to produce Rolls Royce work and they get pissed off when they don't do it. But they're, but they're price shoppers. They don't want to go to the best. They're constantly looking for who's the cheapest. How can I cut corners? How can whatever? I have never, ever in my life looked for who's the cheapest. I am not a price shopper. Whenever I search for something online, do you know what I look for first? I look for the most expensive option and I work backwards. I always have. I've never been any different because I always wanted an expensive lifestyle. I always wanted to make a shitload of cash. And so whenever I go online, if I'm going to buy shoes or clothes or jewelry or or a, a horse trailer for my daughter, which I just bought, or a pony, I'm buying a fucking pony next week. I don't look at like the cheapest option. I go, you know, I, I called my friend who rode in the Olympics in Ireland and I said to him, what ponies have you got? And he goes, well, I've got an FEI registered eventer. It's 14 too, but it's 30 grand. I was like, okay, I'm coming to see it next Wednesday. I wasn't like 30 grand. I'm going to spend that on a pony. No, she can, she can just have a shitty wee two grand pony. No, I'm like, well, I want to know. I might not buy it, but I'm going to go and see the damn thing. Cause I want to know, well, what's the benchmark? What am I aiming for? So whenever I hire Dominate Web Media or whenever I hire anyone, I go for who's the best, who's the best. I don't look for who's the cheapest. I look for who's the best because I've always had the mindset of I will work to afford it. I will do whatever it takes. I say this to my husband all the time now. We were talking about his birthday, right, this year. He's, he's 50 this year. And I said to him, what do you want to do for your 50th? And he goes, and he goes, I don't know. And he said, well, there probably won't be any travel. And I said, well, you know, I suppose he's from Australia. So I said, how about we organize a party in Dubai? And he went, in Dubai? And I said, yeah. I said, it's kind of halfway. I said, we fly all of our family over from here and we'll fly all of your family over from Australia and we'll just rent, like we'll put everyone up in a hotel and we'll just have a big fuck off party. And he went, any idea how much that would cost? And I said, I don't know, like a hundred grand. And he was like, I'm going to spend a hundred grand on my birthday. And I was like, Ryan, do you just tell me what you want and I'll make the fucking money to pay for it. And he was like, I've never met anyone like you. And I said, I've always been like that. Just give me the benchmark. Just tell me what you need. Just tell me what you need. Most people go into life with the mindset of, you know, oh, how much does it cost? And oh, and it's very expensive. And oh, where's the cheapest option? I go in and I say, tell me what I have to do. I tell me how much it's going to cost, what I have to do. 
I do that all the time. And everyone's like, oh, we need to talk about money. We need to talk about, we need to be investing money and saving money. And I just go, you know, we just invested in Aura Ring actually recently. And um, Ryan said, oh, how much will we invest? And I said, well, how much are they taking? And he said, well, they won't let us do more than 50. And I went, we'll put in 50 grand. And he went, oh, no, no, but maybe we should only go for 25. And I said, why would we only go for 25? And he goes, because it's better to be prudent and whatever. I said, Ryan, Aura's going to float in a few years and, they're, and we're going to make a fucking shitload of cash. Put in 50 grand. He was like, are you sure? I was like, yeah, put in the 50. Like, why would you not put in the 50? So, you know, that I've always been that way. Now, why am I telling you this? I'm not saying that you should go around and be like, ah, like flashing the cash. Kim Gunsel says it's okay. So it's going to be all right. Don't be stupid about it. But what I'm trying to do is open your mindset up to the fact that if you stop looking for the cheapest option, stop being fucking cheap. Okay. Really stop being cheap. Stop being a price shopper. Stop expecting everything for free or going, Oh, do you have a coupon for that? Is there a coupon for that? Do you have a discount for that? No, look for the best people. Look for the best. Who's the best in the industry? And you know why they're the best? You know why people are usually the most expensive? Because they're the best. <laughs> because they're the best. And the most expensive people who are the best say, this is my price. And people go, oh, it's terribly expensive. And you go, well, I'm worth it. <laughs> you don't have to pay it, but like, if you want the results, I can get them for you. And, and so that is the way I looked at it. And that's when I hired Dominate Web Media. That was my attitude. And fuck did they deliver? They delivered. Now, here is why I don't use them anymore or why we brought it in-house. Because what happened was, as good as they were to get me started, as we continued with Dominate Web Media, I realized that like I just wasn't that, I really wasn't that into their videos. I was like, I don't really like that video. I have such high standards. I'm so pernickety about detail. And I was like, don't really like that video. I oh, don't really like that video. And so then I said, you know what? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my own video made. And so I found the lovely Ryan, who's sitting here opposite me. And I find him online and I made a very quick decision. I watched some of his show reels. I was like, yep, this guy does exactly what I want to do. And I contacted him and I said, Do you want to record some videos? He was like, Yeah, sure. This was like three years ago, three years ago, Ryan. So three years ago, and um I went and I recorded some videos with them and then I and I had the videos edited and made and they were far better. And so what I started doing was I started having Alan create the graphics, Ryan create the videos, and I and dominate so I was paying them eight thousand dollars a month and I was doing half the work. So at that point I thought, you know what, it's time to move on. So I found a different Facebook ads manager and then Vanessa came back to the company in a few years. And I moved away from them once I started to be successful and I started to have the um, the knowledge of how to do it myself. But in the beginning, and this is the point I'm really hammering home, I looked for the best. I looked for the people who were the most expensive and the people who are the most expensive are that way for a reason, right? I didn't just look for the most expensive. I also knew they were doing Amy Porterfield and Frank Kern and, and all of these big, and um, what do you call that other girl, Brooke Castillo, they do all her ads. So I was like, well, if they're doing Brooke Castillo's and Frank Kern's and Amy Porterfield's, they know what they're fucking talking about, right? And they can do mine. And they did. And they made me an absolute boatload of cash. Now, in the first year, we spent $750,000 on Facebook ads. Okay. And we made over a million dollars in profit so, or in gross revenue. So my profit was about a quarter of a million. And I reinvested almost every single penny of that back into the business. Now, Here's what happened next, though. I looked at the business and I realized that whenever I looked at my profits that year, I was like, shit, we spent 750000 on ads. Yeah, we made a million, but we spent a massive amount on ads. I was like, there must be a different way that we can, you know, that we can we can do things within the business to not spend as much on ads, but still make money. I really began to look at how we could bring down our ad cost, which then we started to do as we built out funnels. But 
what happened, right? So, um, so what, before I move on, here's what I've written, okay? If you hire cheap, you'll get a cheap product and it will end up costing you more in the end. I have always understood this and I've tried to find the money to invest in the best and it has never done me wrong in my 42 years. Okay, I found this the other day on Instagram and I tagged my friend who's a makeup artist and or she does hair and makeup for a wedding and she gets this all the time. People say, oh, could you not do it a bit cheaper? And she always goes, uh, uh, no, I can't. I do it this way because the best. Can you guys see this? Uh, I don't know whether you can focus in on it if I bring it here. What it says above, it says, when your client asks if you can do it cheaper and then there's this guy sitting at the bottom and he's drawn like a beautiful back end of a horse and then he's turned the rest of it into a stick figure. And really that is like, if you're hiring the best, you're hiring the best and they're the best for a reason. Um, so don't try and skimp on your growth. You really need to change your mindset. A lot of what I teach you, a lot of what I teach everywhere here is really about mindset. Yes, I give very specific strategies, but a lot of it is about believing enough in yourself and trusting enough in the professionals and just saying to yourself, I will find a way. In my business, I've always said, just tell me what I need to do. Tell me what I need to do and I will find a way to do it. And it is that mindset that has made me a multimillionaire in three years. That is the mindset. It isn't a strategy. It isn't a set of emails. It isn't understanding Facebook ads. It isn't really nailing my customer's pain point. It's the attitude of tell me what I need to do and I will figure out a way to do it. And that has been my can-do attitude. And that is what I take into business every single day and why I am successful. Okay, step number two, start with one product. And this is how you get to your million but expand as expand quickly as soon as it's working. So here is what I didn't do. And I had to learn this the hard way. People always ask me, have I had a mentor? I've never had a business mentor. Do you know where I learned all about business? Through running a business. I learned through the hard knocks of business. That's how I learned. I have, I have had spectacular successes and I have had spectacular failures. And one of my spectacular failures is, you remember I was talking about earlier, like I always look at the most expensive option. I love spending money and I love, I love spending. Well, they always say that your greatest weakness, uh, your greatest strength, my, my ability to take risks and to spend money and to trust and all that, my greatest strength, also my greatest weakness. Because as I was building the business, you have to understand, I was a stay-at-home mom of four kids, right? living under the oppressive regime of my husband's financial control for many years. God love me. And uh, and so as soon as I started making money, do you know what I thought? I'm free! I was like, oh my God, I'm finally free. I can finally fucking spend whatever I want and whatever I want. He can't say a bloody thing about it because all these years, although my husband is very generous and he is a wonderful man and I adore him, he was very much what did you, uh, what, what, what's the 224 uh, in pale fashion? Oh, uh, yeah, that's a, a pair of jeans that I bought. You know, oh, and how much did you spend on Tesco? And and what what is this? And what are the kids spending online? So he would go onto our bank account, right? And he would start like looking down the bank account and questioning all the different transactions. Of course, I was constantly like, shit, 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 right? So like hide things. How many people have like hidden transactions or, you know, gone to, gone to the supermarket and like, you know, stocked up on like beauty products or different things and then snuck them through with the food bill? Mm -hmm. I had all those strategies. So I just, and also we had this thing in our house where I was a stay-at-home mom. And so we both kind of had this belief, I can't blame him for it. We both had this belief that he who earned the most money ruled the world. And, you know, so I was a stay-at-home mom. And so my, I was not as valuable as him. And he believed that his, you know, earning the money bought him his freedom. 
So he did whatever the fuck he wanted, and I was the full-time mother and carer of our four young children. We have completely transformed our relationship now, just as an FYI. And let me just tell you something. Ryan is now basically a stay-at-home dad. <laughs> and he is the most wonderful. Like, he has literally replaced me at home, except now we have a chef and a housekeeper, which I pay for. But um, our roles have reversed so much, and it's it's been an, an it's been a wonderful thing for our relationship. So back to my point. I love to spend money. <laughs> love to spend money. And of course, whenever I started making money, I was like, you know, spend it over here, spend it over here, spend it over here. And I just went a wee bit too spend happy because I was making like fucking 10 seals a day. So I, even though the money wasn't there right away, it was coming in the future. I was going, this company is made, I'm growing, it's amazing. Like I'm gonna be so, gonna make so much money. I was like counting my money into the future and spending it as if I had it. Okay, of course I wasn't telling Ryan any of this because he would have been, oh, you need to be careful, you need to invest, you need to save this money and you need to whatever because he runs a successful business, not as successful as mine. But um, he has a good business head on him. But did I listen to him? No, not at all. Didn't take any of his advice whatsoever. And um, so I remember being on vacation in June because I had decided we were going on vacation, okay? And I spent 11,000 pounds on a vacation. That was a shitload of money for me, right? Shitload of money for me. I'm still a lot of money, except... My last vacation cost 75,000 pounds. So it was kind of small in comparison. But anyway, and I'm not telling you that to impress you. People are like, fuck, she is full of it. Not telling you that to impress you. I'm telling you that because there's many of you here that aspire to have a lifestyle like mine. And so I want those of you who are like, I want to be able to do that. I want to tell you it's possible, okay? If it's possible for me, it's possible for you. You can have it too. So I um, we were on holiday. We went away on vacation. And I remember sitting there one day and... I got a notification from Facebook and it said, your credit card has failed and we have tried to take the money from your PayPal account and we can't take the money. Can you please arrange to make payment of your Facebook ads? And I was like, huh, that's weird. How's that happened? And so I went into my credit card, right? It did online. Credit card maxed out. Oh shit, went in the other credit card. Credit card maxed out, went into PayPal. No money in PayPal. Went into my business bank account. I had less than a thousand pounds in my business bank account. I am not even kidding you. Less than a thousand pounds. And I was like, whoops. Oh shit. Like I literally had no money. I had no money. I had no cash. I had massively over invested, massively overspent in the company, in personal stuff. Like I really hadn't kept an eye on my spending. And I, I had a huge cash flow crisis and I had to fucking, I had to get myself out of a hole quickly. Now, here was the beautiful thing. Here's lesson number two. Because the first program that I built was a monthly recurring revenue program, all I had to do to build up cash again on my account was shut off my Facebook ads. No, I didn't even shut them off. I just, I just, cut them down to a very, very minimal spend because you, you shut off all the learning if you shut off your ads. You always want to keep them running. So I, I, I contacted Vanessa. I was like, help, have no fucking money. And I closed down the ads. Or I toned down the spending on the ads and I, I knew it. So I wasn't, I was worried, but I really wasn't that worried. And because I knew that, well, I was actually, was very worried, especially I was in fucking Lanzarote, so I couldn't do anything about it. So I drank a lot and that helped to numb the pain. And then once I you know, stopped drinking, then I decided to do something about it. So I shut down the ads and I started to let the money build up in the account again. So that gave me a little bit of, of freedom. And then I began to look at what can I do? And so what I realized was, and I'd had this kind of feeling, 
you know, I'd had this kind of feeling as well for a while that I shouldn't have all my eggs in one basket because Dominate Web Media had only started with me in, I'd only started with them in March. So this was only June. So we'd only gone like April, May, June, three months, okay? And and the ad, now, of course, the sales were rolling in, but I just kept spending and spending and spending. And we were spending a thousand pounds, a thousand dollars a day, right? I'd only borrowed 30,000 from my friend. And I, so I, but I managed to spend 75,000 in three months, which is a hundred thousand dollars. And only, 24 of that had gone to dominate web media. And of course, then the rest of it had gone on ads, but it just, I just blown all the money that I had. So I thought to myself, I need to do something. I need to create something quickly. So I created a nutrition program because that's what people were always asking for. And I just sold it to my list. And that sold a few copies, but not loads because I, people were always asking me about, you know, oh, they're always struggling with meal planning and macros. So I took parts of the 12 month program and I packaged it without the workouts. Loads of people had asked me loads of times, can I have the program without the workouts and, you know, charge me half price. So I did that and I, I called it the plant-based nutrition program. I got Ryan or Alan to design it. We charged 497. That brought in a little bit of cash, but it really still didn't do it did, didn't really do too much. And so then what I did was I started looking at, I start, so I started going, okay, I need, I, like I, I needed cash, okay? And this is, this was one of the biggest learnings that I ever had. And this is what I'm trying to teach you in this. Uh, this is where, I, I'll, okay, I'll try and explain. One of the things I'm always pushing to you guys, and you've seen me in the comments, constantly pushing. And I'm saying, you must focus on your customer's pain point. And you're, you don't find your customer's pain point by looking inside yourself. You find your, well, you do in a way, because uh, you do, there is projection in it, but what you do to find your customer's pain point is you go to where your customers are hanging out and you listen to their conversations and you listen to what they're asking, okay? And what they're asking is what they really want. And I was a bit of a narcissist. I know you'd never guess that. I know like you're like, no, Kim, not you, not you, not a narcissist. But I was, I was a wee bit narcissistic. And I honestly believed that I knew best. And everyone who was coming into my 12-month program was saying to me, but Kim, I just want to lose body fat. I just want to lose body fat quickly. And I was going, no, you must eat. You must eat more, eat more, build muscle. You can shred at the end. Stop. And I kept going, these bloody people just want to lose body fat all the time. I mean, they're just delusional. Are they not listening to me? They're not listening to me. They shouldn't be wanting to lose body fat. They should be wanting to build muscle. That's what this program is about. It's about building muscle. And so they kept saying to me, can we just want to lose body fat? We just want to lose body fat. I just, I really want to lose the body fat. And they kept going on diets and more diets. I was going, stop dieting. Stop you over there. Stop, di stop dieting. I was like, oh, then no one's listening to me. And so suddenly I find myself in a place of, holy shit, I have no fucking cash and I need to create something quickly to generate cash. So I went, what can I create? So I thought, okay, what are people always asking for? I got out of my, I unfucked myself, literally. I got out of my own way and I said, what are people always asking for? Well, what do they want? They want a fucking diet. So I was like, okay, they want a diet. I'm going to give them the mother of all diets. So I created the four-week shred. Now, when did I create the four-week shred? I went away on vacation for the weekend uh, with in August with my sisters, my two sisters and husbands, um, Ryan. We went away for like three days to my aunt's villa in Spain. And I sat for three full days and wrote the four week shred. I literally sat, I had no kids with me because I had no, no help at home. I sat guess, and I wrote the four week shred. And four week shred did not have a meal plan. It just had a list of 13 foods, 13. 
Zoning Fudgy, great. But I was like, okay, they want a shred. They're going to get a shred. I'm going to create a program. And I, I, this is what I did first. I, I focused on, I focused on a massive, massive amount of value rather than going get healthy and happy and fit. You can, you can wake up every day with more vitality and energy and lose a few pounds while you're doing it. Learn healthier, happier eating habits. Nobody wants to learn healthier, happier eating habits, guys. They fucking don't. They want to lose half their body fat in four weeks. They want a lot of weight loss and they want it fast. They want it quickly and they don't mind working hard for it. And so I went, four weeks shred, lose up to half your body fat in four weeks. I was like, okay, how can I create a program that is going to cause them to lose up to, up to half their body fat in four weeks? And I created the hardest shred program that I honestly believe still exists on this earth. People still talk about the four-week shred. We have a different four-week shred now. People still talk about the early members of my program. And I bet you some of them are here, right? And took, yep, you can see you, Melissa Corbett. Yep, Harriet, yep. You guys said yes. We have a lot of, you know, like really uh, people who've been with me a long time. They took the four-week shred and see all the people who come into my current programs, like Buns and Guns and Butt Camp and all. And they're all like, this is so hard. I just, I just can't, like, I just can't get the meal plan. I just, I find it so difficult to do the cardio. All the other girl, all the like the old members are going here. Listen, sweetheart, you don't know you're fucking living, right? Four weeks shred, no meal plan, a list of thirteen foods. We had to do two hours cardio a day. We were like, we 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 didn't get all see all this fluff and loveliness and these like three different workouts: a home workout, a gym workout, a band workout, a barbell. Like, see see all the shit you have now. We didn't have any of that, right? You need to toughen up. Uh, so I created the world, the hardest shred that existed. And here was my, my, I knew this from what Tim Ferriss had told me. Do you remember? If you're going to create, if you're going <laughs> to, I keep doing this, right? I'm like, this is really not a good action to do. You shouldn't do it. Brushing your teeth. Brush a brush a brush. Or do I have to? Think? Um, so <laughs> getting distracted again, Kim. Uh, so Tim Ferriss always said, if you're going to develop a toothbrush, develop a toothbrush for the bodybuilder whose bicep is so big that he can't. He can't bend his arm to brush his teeth, okay? Develop an extreme product for develop a product for the extreme user. And if you develop it for the extreme user, everybody who uses it will get good results. So I always had that in my mind. I was like, four week shred, extreme user. See when someone like Tim Ferriss, who's one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world, tells you, gives you a tip like that, fucking pay attention, right? Pay attention. Do you know what the problem with most of you is? You're not paying attention. If, if a billionaire gives you a tip like 20 and 20, the 20 and 20 rule, you fucking put your listening ears on, right? And you apply that. If Tim Ferriss gives you a tip such as create a, prog a, a product for the extreme user, he ain't joking, right? He's not joking. This is free business advice. All of my instincts that people say, can you such good instincts? They're not instincts. I've just had my listening ears on, as Judge Judy would say, obviously watching too much daytime television, um, for, I would have my listening ears on. And I listen whenever Tim Ferriss, one of the world's most successful entrepreneurs, says, could develop a product for the extreme user. So that's what I did. I didn't develop a product that everyone else was developing. I developed something completely and utterly unique. Why am I telling you this? Well, I decided to do, a, a, I was like, okay, Let's do a price. I see this again, and it's a whole playing it safe thing. If I can say anything to you guys, stop fucking playing it safe. The world is playing it safe. See all of your all of your, your competitors, they're all playing it safe. 99% of people in business are playing it safe. You are here 
539 of you live at fucking all times of crazy times around the world, listening to me, the narcissist who watches too much daytime television and has big listening ears, teaching you about business, okay? You're here, you fucking showed up. You are the tiny minority who actually made it to day five and is gonna do the work. So stop playing it safe. I see this, people go, oh, join my shred and you will get $2,000 in prizes. You know what, everyone Everyone knows what that means. You know what that means? Oh, I've just got a couple of my mates to sponsor this and you might get a t-shirt and maybe a camera. Uh, $2,000 in prizes means fucking nothing. Give them cold, hard cash. People want cold, hard cash, okay? We have a 42 and a half thousand dollar prize fund in our current competition. We're giving away $20,000 first prize. 20,000, 10,000 second, 5,000 third, 3,000 fourth, 1,000 fifth, and $500 for sixth to 10th place. It's the biggest competition we've ever done. But in the beginning, I did $5,000. Why did I do $5,000? Because I knew a program with an extreme promise at a low price point, it was only $47, $49, right? With a big cash prize was gonna sell. Because what do people want? They wanna be ripped and rich. They want to be thin and they want to have money and they want to have it fast. Understanding human psychology is how you make products that sell and it's how you make money and build your business. The four-week shred, I created it. I didn't have any staff or anyone helping me in a Facebook group. Now we have Stace, my community manager. He is amazing. She came to me through my program. She was the most annoying bitch you've ever known. I always say this to her and she loves it when I say it. I was like, you annoyed the shit out of me for fucking ages. You were like asking too many questions. But I, the people who ask the most questions who seem to be the most annoying are actually the people that you want to pay attention to because they're the ones who'll really get it and they'll be great coaches in your program. So Stace is now my community director. She's been with me for a long time. So anyway, um, I ran the four-week shred. I, I said to Vanessa, this is what we're doing. We're running ads to the four-week shred. I'm offering a $5,000 prize fund. I said to myself, all I have to do is sell 50 programs to cover that $5,000. That was my main focus. It's like, I have got nothing to lose here as long as I'm covering my ad spend because it was, if you think about it, the money, and this is another teaching point, so the money that you spend on a $49 or a $97 program, which is direct to sale, the money comes in immediately. So you're not investing hoping that the money's gonna come in in future, like, like I did with the 12 month program, the money's coming in immediately. So if you're not making money on your ads, you can shut them off and you'll have lost very little. So we ran ads to the four week shred. Ryan made a video, do you remember Ryan? Uh, oh man. He does, he does, he does, he remembers. I, uh, we made a video and it was an epic video. And we uh, we launched the four-week shred. And I was like, all I need to do is sell 50, just 50. That's all I need to do, sell 50. 50 and I've made $1,000. We sold 130 in the first day. I was like, oh, 130 in the first day. People wanted this. Ha lose up to half your body fat in four weeks and win $5,000? I had hit the jackpot. We ended up selling, I think it was 1,500 or 1,800. I actually looked it up and I wrote it down here. I think it was like 1,500 copies. I, I said here at 47, it's actually $49. So we, we did 1,500 copies in 10 days, which was, um, it was only $49. So it was about, uh, what's that, $75,000 in sales. And that got me out of my financial hole. I was able to pay off, I didn't pay off all my credit cards because that would have completely wiped all the profit and I needed to use the profit to help to fund the business. But I learned two very, very valuable lessons. In fact, I learned three very valuable lessons I've written down here. 
the first one, the first thing I learned is you cannot put all your eggs in one basket. You can't develop one 997 product and expect that's going to be your product that you're going to like, you know, you can make a million with it because it's what I did. But I, I didn't actually, um, I, 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 it's not a good idea to have one product. Okay. There's a, a lot of data to suggest that you need seven sources of income in order to build a multi-million dollar business, seven sources of income. So I have many more than seven now. But so you have to think about the minute you've created one program and it's selling well, you have to be looking for another program to create or product to create. If you create a candle, if you create a, a, a realtor service, if you are a lawyer and you create some kind of service, once that service is selling well and it's doing well and you're able to get it to run on autopilot, you have to look to create another service. You need to be constantly diversifying your product. I had all my eggs in the one basket and it nearly put my company under. And I remember sitting on vacation, working on my computer, having this constant fear that I had no cash. And I remember thinking, someday I will look back on this and use this as a teaching point. Even then, I every time I have a crisis in the business, I say to myself, and I have many crises over the years, crises over the years, I say to myself, someday I will look back on this. And I will, I will smile and I will say how this was a learning point, how this was a failure. This failure was a learning point and I'm going to use it in my teaching. And here I am three years down the line using this in my teaching because it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Okay. Um, second point that I really want to hammer home as you're diversifying your products, and this really does tie back in. Do you notice how I always tie everything? Everything always relates to everything. So this ties back into what I was teaching in the first day. You must never make what you think people need more important than what they want. So the four week shred taught me a really important lesson, okay? It taught me that people want fat loss and they want it fast. Is a 12 or an 18 month program the best possible option that someone can take to transform their body over the long term and build muscle and whatever? Yes, of course. Is that actually what people want? No. People might say they wanna transform their body and in your mind you might go, that's great, I can create this beautiful system for you and it'll only take 12 months. When people say I wanna transform my body, what they mean is I wanna feel better now or as soon as I possibly can and I wanna lose as much weight as I can now. I wanna build as much muscle as I can now. They're impatient, especially if they're inexperienced. The more experienced they get, then they go, oh, okay, there's no way I'm gonna look like Kim Constable in eight weeks, it's gonna take me a long time. Now I understand that and then you, and, you know, they will build um, data over the long term. In the beginning, they want it now, they want it fast, they want it quick, they want it yesterday. And they want it preferably with loads of cash and minimal effort, right? So never make what you think people want more important than what they want. You have to listen to what they want. And, and I've written here because um, like over the years, I remember <laughs> Ryan, my husband still talks about this. So I, I was walking with him one day and I was like, people keep asking me for fucking meal planning, right? I have explained, I have taught, how many masterclasses have I taught in macros? How many Times have I talked about low carbs and slow carbs and beans and lentils and protein carbs. And I have, I'm blue in the face talking about this. I was like, they still don't get it. I, it's still my most qu asked question on Instagram. And then I went, I know what they need. They need a, they need a masterclass. They need a three hour masterclass, not just a short video. They need an in-depth masterclass, an in-depth depth learning experience. And Ryan was like, yeah, that sounds good. I ran it in July. You never launch anything in July. July is the worst month to launch anything, okay? Never in July. The best months are March and September. Post-holidays and before holidays, right? And after the summer. March and September, best times to launch. I launched in July. We sold a 
thousand seats at my masterclass at $97 a pop. I had no work to do for it because all I had to do was show up and teach. And we have sold, I think about 4,000 copies of the meal planning masterclass. Because once we, once it was recorded, once I taught it live, we recorded it and we put it on Evergreen. And so it now runs on Evergreen. I'm sure we've sold about 4,000 copies. That's $400,000 in sales. And I worked for three hours. I maybe worked for like an hour maybe or two hours before I mean let's say let's say four hours in total to give it just a nice right number okay I worked for four hours and created a program that in a year because we launched it last July in a year has made me or June I think it was launched uh, has made me four hundred thousand dollars so my hourly rate is a hundred thousand dollars an hour it wasn't complicated it wasn't hard I just looked for a need I didn't say this is what they should want I was like okay what do they want so I'm constantly going, what do they want? What do they want? Okay, they want pull-ups. Laura, write a pull-up program, will you? 10, 10 pull-ups in 10 weeks? Great, three, two, one, go. Okay, what else do they want? Abs. Okay, Laura. Laura's my head trainer. That's what I love doing now. Laura, go, go create shit for me. I'm like, Laura, Laura. And uh, I said, like, uh, what about eight-minute abs? Eight minutes of abs and, you know, per day for like eight weeks? Will I give them abs? She was like, I'll create it. I'll test it. Oh, let me tell you, six weeks in, Laura has abs. Oh, my God, I'm so excited to release this. And then I was like, okay, what else do they want? They want, and what else are we doing? There's something else I came up with the other day. We're doing the absolute beginners. There was another one. I was like, shit, that's another one we're doing. Can't even remember. We, I just look, what do they want? What do they want? What do they want? Okay, they want this. Okay, they want this. Okay, they want this. They want this. I just, I just go to where my audience hang out. And I just look at what they want. I don't judge it. I just create it. And it's the simplest things that sell the best. We might have a four-week shred, a one-week shred, a 12-week shred, a 12-day holiday shred, a, a soy-free shred. We have um, a one-week meal plan shred which we run a tripwire we have a one week band shred with just resistance bands we like we have every fucking shred under the sun and we still have the 18 month sculpting shred which people upsell into okay so a low cost offer so here's the third teaching point that i want to teach before i finish so one more thing actually i'm going to teach a low cost offer is a great way to expose people to you and your company so i didn't plan to do this but i realized it was an absolutely fucking epic strategy which we've always used again i ran the four week shred in September, August, I think I opened it. Yeah, it was August. So I ran it in August. It was only for four weeks. We did the competition. The competition ended at the end of September, first week in October, I think it was, right before we did the next launch, next opening, official opening of the 12 month program. And we had an enormous amount of people upsell into the 12 month program, an enormous amount. So running that challenge got them in and the money kept them going and it got them in the door to my fitness programs. It got them exposed to me. It got them working. It got them purposeful and they were hungry, hungry, hungry. But I mean, by week three, they were going by, by week two, they were like, what am I going to do after this? What am I going to do to maintain this? What am I going to do at the end? And that's when I realized, oh my God, the 12 month program, it's an incredible upsell. Once people get into using your product, the, the hardest part is always making the decision. Once people make, make the decision, they want to justify making the decision. So that's when you really have to take care of them. The scariest part, just one thing I want to add in, the scariest time for your customer, okay? I'm a multimillionaire. I'm giving you one of these Tim Ferriss nuggets, okay? Write it down, listen. The scariest time for your customer is just after they have made the purchase. That's the scariest time. That's when they need nurtured, loved, taken care of, contacted, emailed. They, that's when they have just spent, especially if it's like a $1,500 product, They've just invested $1,500. Do you know what they need immediately after they have invested? 
They need to hear from you. They need to feel that you are there, that you see them, that you're going to help them because they're vulnerable. So recognize that they're vulnerable directly after they've made a purchase and take care of them. Take care of your customers. Love them like they are your children because they are. They've trusted you. They've trusted you to help them with a problem that they are suffering from. They've come to you with their problem. Like you would go to someone that you trust with a problem. And if that person ignored you or just took your money and then and then didn't give you attention or didn't didn't take care of you or just went, oh, here's your fucking solution. I fuck off. Right. You'd be like, I trusted you. Like you have to take care of people. And if you take care of them and you promise to help them, it doesn't matter if they have an issue or a problem halfway through or they're upset because they don't feel that, you know, something happened. You apologize and you say, I'm so sorry. I'm trying my best and I'm sorry that I fucked up, but I'll fix it. Uh, if you just take care of people, they'll love you forever. Okay. Last, 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 last. So that all goes back to solving problems. I really want to hit home the solving problem because I, I do see so many of you are still airy fairy about your, the transformation you want to give your customer in the future. Nobody buys prevention. Nobody buys the future thing. They buy, I want to be able to do a pull up now. I'm preferably in, in four weeks. Okay. Or I want to fit into my, my, my bridesmaid dress in eight, in eight weeks. Right. The Bride Diet. I told somebody today, there's like a website called thebridediet.com. Epic concept, right? For brides who want to lose weight. You're getting married, it's the biggest day of your life. What do you want? Woo, want to lose weight. That's a 12-month program right there, The Bride Diet, or the whatever, you know, you, you hit, like, so specific, so wonderful. And there's people getting married every day. Okay, last, last, last step. And I've kind of talked about this. Look for problems that you can solve. In order to grow, you must get to a point in your business where you're doing the things that only you can do. So this is about uh, this is about hiring your team. I do get a lot of people asking about hiring a team. I don't want to go to, uh, well, actually, I've, you know what? There's three more steps in there. I'm not going to have time to go through them all. Look for problems you can solve. Okay. Um, okay, the meal planning masterclass, I've already talked about that. I just jumped ahead about myself. So, okay, so I've actually already covered that. Look for problems you can solve is number three. Be deeply interested in people. I've kind of pulled in on that as well. Number four, to scale a business, I wrote, you must be deeply, madly, truly in love with people. Business is about people. Money is just a side effect of serving and taking care of people. People forget this. They go, where's my money? Where's my money? How much can I charge? How much, how much can I make? Where's the money? Where's the money? I go, where's the problems? Who needs help? I'm over here going, anyone need help? Anyone need help? Can I? I'm like, I'm like one of those annoying sales assistants. You know, when you go in, they're like, can I help you with anything today? You're like, no, thanks. I like, I'm just like running around going, who can I help? Who can I help? Who can I help? Can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? My, I love helping people. I hope that you've, you say that about me. Like I'm, you know, there's no, I don't have an ulterior motive or agenda. Like I really, of course, do I want loads of you to invest in, the offer I'm gonna make you in just a few minutes. Um, yeah, but not so I can make loads of cash. Although it is nice making loads of cash does help the business grow and I can help more people and hire more people and serve more people and it's wonderful. But really, truly, because I know I can help you. <laughs> I know I can help you be happier and have more and have more success and feel like I feel every single morning and leap out of bed at 3.45 a.m. as Soon as you open your eyes because you feel like you're going on vacation every day of your life. Is it hard sometimes? Yeah. Do I cry sometimes? Yeah. Do I like feel sorry for myself? Often. <laughs> but do I mostly jump out of bed feeling like I'm going on vacation? Yes. That's how I feel every day. And that's how I want you to feel every day. And if I can help you to 
traverse that learning curve without actually making a lot of the mistakes that I made. I don't want you to have cash flow issues. I don't want you to like spend all your money. I don't want you to struggle to know, should I, should I sell this or should I do this or should I do a 97 first? Or I don't want you to launch a product with a really shitty tagline that nobody understands because you haven't had a chance to ask somebody, should this be the thing that I should do? I don't, you know, I don't want you to fail. I want you to succeed more than anything. And I'm deeply invested in your success. Um, okay, step number five, and this is really just for you guys to read in the PDF, which is all about, I said, find good staff and treat them well. The final piece of the puzzle of making a million dollars is to find good people and treat them well. Here are my rules for hiring and building a great team. And all my team online are going, ah, ah, they're all like, oh, I, I want to hear this. We hear what she's going to say. Um, okay, look for, number one, look for freelancers who are amazing at what they do. I've written all this down in detail, guys. You can go and read it afterwards. If someone is efficient, talented, and works fast, give them work. Thank them and appreciate them for the work they do. Don't be demanding and difficult. Appreciate that people usually work as hard as they can. And if you build a relationship and take care of them, they will take care of you. Number two, don't punish the people who work for you. Failure is how we learn and all failure is good. Without failure, there is no learning or growth. In my company, we welcome failure. We welcome it. We love it. We go, woo, we failed. Fan-fucking-tastic. You fucked up. Well done, you. Genuinely, well done. Now we know where we have a missing resource that we need to fix. We fix it and we grow. Somebody said to me, one of my copywriters, Alison, said to me the other week, she said, I was like, oh my God, Alison, it was a fucking spectacular failure. It was a launch that we did. Now, my definition of a failed launch was we only made $160,000. My financial controller was like, okay, I know that to you, this is like not, this is a failed launch, but actually by most people's standards, this is pretty good. So I was like, oh, we fucked up, Alison. We failed so badly. It was so bad. And she said to me, and I said, but you know what? We learned a lot. She said, you know what, Kim? You know why you have grown so quickly? And I was like, no, why? And she said, because you're not afraid to take risks. And I said, well, I know that. And she goes, haha, but well, what you don't know or what you haven't thought of, and I love it when people teach me something, she said, is that with massive risk comes massive failure. And failure is how we learn, which I know, of course. And I went, oh my God, you're right. I said, I take the biggest risks. So therefore, I have spectacular failures. And do you know what comes out of spectacular failure? spectacular learning. And you know what happens when we learn? We grow. We grow fast. We grow faster than anyone else. See, you have to learn to take risks because with risks come failure and you have to go, great, we failed because when you fail, you learn and when you learn, you grow. So I said, without in my company, we welcome failure. Most people will not try to do a bad job, but they will fuck up along the way because that's part of being human. Don't try to be vested in the outcome. Make the person more important than the job they do for you. Do I do that, Ryan? Make the person more important than the job they do for you? Yeah. He has to say that because he's sitting opposite me here. Uh, do I do that, girls? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yes, <laughs> I have to say that. They're like, yes, Kim, no, Kim, three banks, Bill Kim. Um, try not to be, I said, da, 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 never be angry or blame them or make them wrong. If you're having an emotional reaction to something that happened, own it and say, oh my God, I'm having an emotional reaction and I'm feeling quite angry right now, or I got so scared when this happened. Don't go, what the fuck did you all do? This is really bad, oh my God, you're, you're really bad. You need to do better next time. No, say, oh my God, that really scared me, and now I'm feeling like I need to blame you. And they'll go, I'm so sorry, and you go, no, it's really not you, it's me. 
own your shit, guys, right? Stop blaming people. It's not their fault. Everyone's trying to do a good job unless they're actually a bad person or they're a waste of space. And in that case, what are you having them in your fucking company for anyway? Why are you employing waste of space? Employ good people. Treat them well. And don't blame or punish them. Number three, if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. My um, my hiring philosophy, and I've made some pretty spectacular fuck-ups along the way, I have to be honest. My hiring philosophy usually is, if you could never fire this person, would you give them a job? Imagine you hired someone in your company and you had to give them a job forever, like you were getting married. Would you hire them? If the answer is no, don't hire them. They're not the right person. Number four, hire first the people who are strong in areas where you are not. For example, if you're great at writing emails, then you should not hire a copywriter. I wrote and still write a shitload of my own copy because I'm good at it and I enjoy it, even though I have a copywriter on staff. Um, and then I went into the key roles that I hired in my company in the order that I hired them because people always ask me this and this is what I did and it might give you a good um, a good insight into what you could do too. So number one, designer and developer. I hired Alan first. Number two was a virtual assistant. Number three was a Facebook ads manager. Number four was an accountant. Five was my housekeeper. I put that down because hiring a housekeeper, just part-time at first and then she increased to full-time. That freed up so much of my time at home. Um, number six was an Infusionsoft manager who is now my director of operations. Number seven was a copywriter. Number eight was a creative director and videographer. Number nine, head coach and now community manager. That's Stace I talked about earlier. Number 10 was paid fitness coaches to work the groups. Number 11 was a private chef. So I only hired a private chef for the first time two years ago. Um, and then number 12 is a head of human resources. Number 11 is a communications director and personal development coach for the staff. So just as an FYI, I have... A, a clinical psychologist, psychotherapist, a human potential coach who works as, works with all the directors of the company one-to-one -one on their emotional issues. And we have a communications director who works with each member of my staff. Anytime they're having an issue with each other in their personal lives, it's basic. If you ever watch Billions, it's like Wendy Rhodes, right? Michelle is like Wendy Rhodes in Billions. Don't know if they ever watched that or not, but we have an in-house psychologist person to work with all the, I don't even know what else to call her, life coach, if you like, to work with all the staff. That's how important my staff are to me. That's how much I take care of them. Um, I had then, I hired a personal assistant. Then we hired a customer services manager, the lovely Rachel next door. Um, then we hired a chief operating officer, then a chief financial controller, then an assistant to the COO, then a head trainer, who is Laura, then a junior designer, then an assistant to the CTO, and then finally, we've just hired a new customer services assistant for the lovely Rachel, and she starts on Monday. And that's um, that's 22 roles, but we have about 30 people on staff, including all the different coaches and stuff. So in that order, that's how I hired. Um, and then in this document as well, I recognize it's now 20 past, so I don't want to keep you guys, although you're all saying, you don't, you're like, keep talking, Kim, keep talking. Um, I, in this document too, I've literally laid out the numbers for you, Okay. And I said, use these numbers to help you scale your business. Remember, these are specific to my industry and I've not compared them with any other entrepreneurs. They've been tested across three years on multiple digital products. So I write down the price of the program, the cost per lead it'll cost you in Facebook ads and the cost per sale from a Facebook ad. For example, a $27 program in a Facebook ad will cost you 10 to $15 to make that sale. A $47 program will cost you $25 to $35. A $97 program will cost you $35 to $55. This is something that people don't realize. You can spend up to $55 to make a $97 sale. You're not gonna spend like $2 and make a $97 sale. It ain't gonna happen. 
So if you're spending $55 and you're making $97, that's a big fucking profit. So, but you have to make sure whenever you're running your business that you know these numbers. So I've just given you all my numbers. A 997 product will cost you about $200 to $350 per sale. And a 1497 product will cost you three to $500 per sale. So the rest is profit, obviously. But I wrote all these numbers down for you and you are you are welcome to go and try and test those in your business, but they will give you a kind of a blueprint for whenever you're making decisions and whenever you're moving forward, whenever you're scaling and growing your business, you will have a very basic blueprint that you can use as a kind of a benchmark for moving forward.